Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the way. We want it men. to another week on smugglers galaxy podcast uh, i've got co-host glenn williams with me here glenn how you doing today i am good justin how you doing uh doing well man couldn't be better and we got a, a really special guest today uh one of glenn and i's close friends a member of the georgia alliance of star wars collectors and world-renowned lucasfilm artist christian wagner christian how you doing man doing well how are y'all doing good very good man awesome. very good Appreciate you taking the time with us. Uh, for those of you that don't know Christian, uh, I couldn't understand how you wouldn't know him, but uh, I'm sure you know his artwork. Christian has been a Lucasfilm artist for over 13 years, uh, seven years running. He was the world's number one selling Star Wars artist. Uh, he does a series, a reflection series. So I'm sure uh, most people have seen those very high-end, fine art stuff. Uh, Christian, you want to talk a little bit about that and what you've done with Lucasfilm over the years? I sure will. Uh, I paint the reflection scenes and it's funny. Uh, they found me in 2007 in Jacob Javits Center, Manhattan at the New York Art Expo, Acme Archives. And it's, I was doing reflection theme art. I had an art gallery in Atlanta for many years and I wanted to just to go national. And only way you can do that is, you know, go where all the big boys are up in New York on my 36th birthday. Acme archives came up and said, will you pitch your style to our theme? I said, what's your theme? Well, we need the 30th anniversary of Darth Vader. And we went the reflection theme. I said, okay. So I did one piece. I never looked at any other star Wars art. I always had the funky crops, hard angles with the pop of the color submitted it to them and they absolutely freaked out had obi-wan in the eyes and you actually see the red lightsaber and the blue lightsaber reflecting all through darth vader's helmet once lucasfilm saw it or lucas george he bought the piece and he asked get him to do another piece and so acme came back and said this is going over really well would you consider doing another piece i said sure and they said, well, do you have any ideas? I said, well, I, what about a stormtrooper with the Rebels? Oh, no, 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 no. Brian Rude just brought out a stormtrooper. Anything else? And I said, well, I have a Boba Fett with Han Solo and Carbonite. They said, what? 
I said, yeah. They said, can you send us a sketch of it? I sent them a sketch. They said, please, please do this piece. So I did that one. And that's the piece that truly put me on the map. I mean, with that funky hard crop, with Han going across. And they said, George freaked out about it. We're ready for that Stormtrooper piece. And once I did that Stormtrooper piece, it really put me on a map. It was... I did those within the first year being discovered. And yeah, I mean, they're all, all three of those just absolutely stunning. And I know you uh, are partial to the Boba Fett pieces, right? So, yeah, I think I've got everyone he's put out so far. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, from then on, it just, I wanted to go national and it made me international. And, you know, just starting to meet the artists. So they were sending us to Disney for like Disney weekends. And that's where I met Brian Rude and Jerry and a couple of the other Star Wars artists. And we all became very close, tight-knit friends, you know, just being especially a couple weekends at Disney. And I mean, it was like a paid vacation. Hang out with great artists, paint during the day. Then, you know, in the nights, just hanging out, having some cocktails, running around Disney and uh, became a really close, tight-knit group. And I remember Acme said, hey, we want you to paint at Celebration. And it was uh, one that was at Orlando. Then the following two years, it was back at Orlando. So it was that Celebration, I think Celebration 5, maybe. And I remember only artists I knew were Brian Rude, and Jerry and uh, William Silvers and Jeff Kong or Michael Kong. Those are the only ones just from Star Wars weekends. And I remember being there just blown away, just the size of it, just strictly Star Wars. I, and I was just painting at the Acme booth and I was painting actually Django Fett. And just, you know, that's where I started meeting all the other Star Wars artists. And one of the, my favorite ones was Steve Anderson. And I was right by the art show and he walked by, Mr. Anderson, Mr. Anderson. He looked at me. Oh, I don't have time. You know, it's like sort of blowing me off. Oh, whatever. And it's funny, like the next two years later at the next celebration, I was one of the members of the 25 members of the art show. And by then when I went around, I knew basically all the artists by then. And it was a nice, great feeling, you know, getting to know all your pairs. Well, it's, it, you bring up celebration. That's actually something I wanted to discuss. Um, first off, let's just talk about, you know, the fact that celebration has been canceled, right? I, I think right. it was the correct thing to do. I think it was the smart choice. Um, unfortunately it's been postponed to 2022. I guess there've been some rumblings and I, I think it's more just wishful thinking, but people have said, well, they haven't, you know, they haven't turned down 2021. Maybe there's something planned there. I, I highly doubt it. Something of this scale, you know, takes years in the making. So, so yeah. So what are you guys thoughts on just, just the fact that celebration, you know, ha has been postponed and, and, you know, everything going on with, with COVID-19. It's, it was a relief for me finally getting the word it takes, especially I'm an oil painter. I'm a, not a digital artist. So like preparing for the show first, you're preparing for the art show and submitting two pieces, which you have to keep, you know, under lock and sealed 
can't let it get leaked. You know, a lot of times it takes me about three weeks to work on a piece straight. And so basically I have a month and a half of my life tied up submitting two pieces to see if you get accepted you know so you're pre-planning that then hey christian real quick yep. what what's the um because i know like those pieces end up becoming like uh celebration prints but what scale are these originals because they're not you know they're not 11 by 17 right? no they're not usually i like to make my uh celebration print an 18 by 24 it's a nice size standard size you can get a you know frame for it and mine are the paintings are a 24 by 30 so it's not that much bigger and actually the one i did one was 24 by 30 and another one was a 30 by 36 and sometimes you have to go bigger with the painting if you have a small reflection surface to get you know a bigger reflection you know detailing the reflection And so it takes months and months. So, you know, just having that tied up, then, you know, you're paying the, you know, money for the booths and the celebration booths are much more expensive than a normal con booth. So, but it takes, you know, like with myself, I hand embellish the prints, you know, getting them framed. Uh, It takes a lot of work, especially the stresses, you know, you want to become one of the 25 artist for the art show it's unbelievable that lucasfilm does this for their artists and it comes from george he bought a ton of people's art which is he bought many pieces of mine just having george buying your art supporting the artist so basically for if you're one of the 25 artists they'll let you uh make an addition of 250 and sell it for whatever you like but you keep 88% and pay 12% back to Lucasfilm. And depending on how much your originals go for and to the prints, it's between, you know, you can clock on another 20 to 30,000 on a show. Speaking of the originals, um, kind of always heard uh, rumors. Does Lucasfilm has first rider refusal at every original? Yes. That's what I thought, right? So they, they don't necessarily buy them all, but if they want it, it's theirs. Correct. How Spe- many? Speaking of originals, Glenn, I think you've got a- an original piece of Christians, right? You want to talk about that? Yeah, I actually, I, I was really fortunate. And uh, the Mandalorian print that he just did, I was able to buy the uh, concept art off of him at our uh, winter social. This is the way. It's got a prominent place uh, in my collection. And I'm, I'm pretty, pretty excited to have that piece because I never thought I could actually own an original Christian piece. I've actually been following him for seven, eight years, ever since I saw that first Boba Fett just scrolling Facebook one night was, you know, it was a stop, you know, it made me stop in my tracks. It's such a, was such an awesome piece that Boba Fett with, with the Han and Carbonite in the reflection. And and I was actually fortunate enough to, to get one off of Christian uh, a few years ago, got yeah. that piece too. Yeah. But you can say it. You teared up a little bit. Yeah, Don't worry. I, I was freaking excited. I mean, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, no, it, that was a, that was a special moment. You, you mentioned see, seeing Christian's work and Christian, I, I'm going to put you on the spot. We didn't talk about this ahead of time. Do you know how many different types of media your artwork has been used on? I know you're, you're really big with the, the charity aspect. And I think every year or so you'll do these like charity drives and give away, you know, coasters that have your art and, and various things like that. 
that. Have you ever really sat down on it and thought about, I mean, I know there's, there's shower curtains with your artwork on it, right? I mean, shower curtains, boxers, uh, coffee <laughs> mugs, puzzles, uh, car shields, uh, it's endless, fat, right? heads, fat heads, everything, you know, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, Glenn and I are very fortunate, you know, um, Christian, we are fortunate to know you and, you know, have become friends with you over the years. Christian, we actually met at my bar here in Atlanta. I think it was right after on our men's and women's doors, we put up, speaking of fat heads, we put a Han Solo fat head and a Leia fat head to signify, you know, men's and women's restrooms. And one of our customers goes, I didn't know you were such a big Star Wars fan. I've got a friend you need to meet. I think, yeah, a, a week later, you you walked through the door, me and you sat down, had a drink, and, and that was shortly before that first celebration you were talking about. Correct, correct. Celebration five. So, yeah, it was like a couple weeks later, my wife and I, you know, came over to your booth in our, our Han and Leia costumes, took some photos, and... Uh, and yeah, it's downhill ever since, right? That's right. That's when you modeled for Brian Rude as well. That's that's correct. Yeah, I got. I was speaking of our Han and Leia costumes. I was standing outside waiting to get in, and I guess Brian had seen us the day before because uh, you, you guys had booths right next to each other, right? Correct. There was like three of you right there in a row. Yep. Brian Rude, I guess, saw me. He was like, "Hey, you're friends with Christian, right?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, we know each other." He said, "Hey, man, I'm 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 doing this new piece. I was commissioned by Lucas. I did a an Indiana Jones piece. They want a, a matching Han Solo." He said. Uh, if if you want, I can get you, get you and your, your your lady in right now, you know. And and so we went in and, and took some photos of the Millennium Falcon cockpit, and uh, just so happened to be the same morning that George Lucas was walking the floor. So that's that's a, a moment where Jen and I will never forget for sure. So so we're talking about celebration. You know, you you, you kind of went through the beats of how, how it is to become an artist and how you get selected for that art show, but. Tell us a little bit about because um, you're kind of on the other side, right? Like we're we're on the fan side. We we have to wait in the, those ridiculous lines to queue in the morning just to get on the show floor. But but you're there days in advance, right? You, you're we setting are. up your booth. Yeah. Um, kind of just just kind of give us a little behind the scenes. What's that like? What I'm sure it's extremely hectic. But then you know when they finally do uh, open up the doors each morning and you're just flooded with fans, and I can only assume it's nonstop all day, right? With just people buying and questions and wanting to take photos and just go into that a little yeah, bit. What's that yeah. other side of celebration like? Well, it's, you know, all the artists leading up to it, we're all talking to each other, bouncing ideas off. Well, what are you going to be doing? Are you going to be painting live? Like Jerry, uh, we always said, well, sometimes you just have to show off, you know, and paint live. And so usually we always try to get, even if we're in the art show, if we're not, we try to get our own booths all by ourselves and to show our other work. People ask me, what do you look forward to when you go to celebration? My, I look forward to hanging out with all the artists and the art fans. And those are the two biggest things I look forward to. And usually after the show, I can really go have some cocktails, go somewhere else. Maybe one or two nights I'll do with the celebration but usually great dinners but leading up to the show it's hectic and most most artists ship their stuff but since i deal with oils and varnishes and having my art gallery i know what shipping does to a piece uh, and usually if it's summertime springtime anything in a truck the varnish will heat up, then it will stick to the plastic or to the paper that you wrap it in. 
Well, so usually I will pull a trailer, have all the art in the cabin and all the show stuff in the trailer. So the art is always protected, you know, temperature cooled, you know, I'll park it underneath a tree, you know, keep it. Or even if I have to, you know, drive overnight, bring it in the room where so you'll make that cross country trek then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And the reason why I do it, uh, gosh, it was a couple of celebrations. I think maybe two celebrations ago, I saw Jerry ship his stuff, and I backed up to Jerry. He was pulling a piece out, and the varnish, it got too hot, and it was an original. And he painted on, I paint on canvas, he painted on uh, of some type of board because he's an airbrush artist, so it wouldn't have any wobble to it. And he had it separated from the frame and basically was peeling his image off. Oh, man, that's awful. And just seeing his frustration, and he says, Wags, I see why you do this. I see why you take your time. And, like, every piece I show has varnish on it. So with temperature, shipping, trucking, especially if you ship it over the weekend and it's sitting in a warehouse, you know, it, I mean, it was just, I'd rather take the time and me just get my stuff there nice and safe. Like if anything happens to it, only person I can blame is myself. That's right. So, That's right. But so, like, so back to, so, so with your booth at Celebration, so you're, you're saying, you know, you, you cross country drive this stuff yep. over. I mean, typical booth setup for you at Celebration. How many originals are you bringing? There's sometimes I only bring two originals, but even with the hand embellished uh, artist proofs, because you want to have your artist proof pop in, you know, with the frames and just everything has to be so you don't want your frames to get dinged up. You don't want, you know, a dent in the canvas and like shipping, like when you're handling it, you just want to make sure I pack the vehicle by myself, load it by myself. I have assistance. Can I help you? No, no. Right. You just stay at the spot. And when I bring this stuff, I want to be the only person really hands on. And there's been times, I guess you, you helped me before, but these weren't like the hand embellished with, you know, when they're just prints, you don't really care because if they get banged up, all right, well, hand embellish it and fix it. But uh, like just leading up to the show. So everybody's on cloud nine. You come in, say if the show starts on a Thursday, come in Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, meet up with some of the artists, have dinner, you know, getting in like the whole setup time. Like you're just going around seeing all your friends. And if you have ADD, HD, like Brian Rude, one day, I mean, it, it takes him, the he gets there eight o'clock in the morning or nine and he's not done till they close the doors because he's just going around socialize. I'm usually, I'll go around say hello to everybody. Then I'm, I want to get the, set up you know lights on test everything have it ready then i'll go do the walk around and usually it takes a good six hours to set up a booth yes i mean it's got to be pretty wild Uh, i've been fortunate enough to get in early at a couple celebrations um thanks christian i mean it's just like a madhouse right i mean it's not like when the show floor is open to attendees but i mean it's people you know like the hasbro booths and the things like that these massive structures they're erecting and just the the pallets and pallets of convention exclusives and oh yeah it's just people running back and forth just you know and and all the toy dealers i mean it's a pretty unique experience there 
and that, I mean, they're still oh. setting up all the like, big prop displays and all that. And People just running back and forth. I ran into a headache in Chicago, which Reed Pop didn't let you know. Most places will let you pull trailers. Chicago, zero trailers. And since they were union, no, you can't even uh, switch materials on property. You have to take it off property, get it in a van, no trailers. I mean, and I said, I wish they would have let you know. I think New York and Chicago is that way with the Teamsters and all the union stuff. Most, I love Orlando because it's in and out. They have great bays. I mean, that's a great facility. And I've never been to Anaheim, but I hear it's just as good. But, you know, Chicago is just a hectic, you know, getting into the McCormick. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize that. Oh, so, yeah. so all right. So, so you you know, let's run it, run it through. So you've yep. set up the booth now. What happened? Like, what's it like that first day, that first morning when oh, they the first opened day. the floodgates? Well, I mean, all the true collectors, you get bomb rushed. Like at the Orlando... I missed Anaheim the year before I did uh, the London show. And I was actually one of the uh, 25 artists for the London show, for the art show. And so I said, I had to make an appearance and I wasn't under contract, but I still had prints, artist proofs. I said, well, I need to finally show my face and, you know, make it. And being away for, I guess, those you know, two years, people not seeing me at shows only except at Dragon Con. It was like a madhouse. I sold out majority of my stuff on the first day, all the frame stuff. Then you have all the other paper prints and, you know, I was doing giveaways and I had a good hunch not being at the show that I was going to do really well. So I brought my easel and I said, well, next couple of days, I'm just going to paint live and, you know, shoot the stuff with all the other Star Wars artists, but it's hectic. Uh, you know, you get that adrenaline rush, you get the crowds coming, like Mr. Wagner, you know, get a picture, and uh, it's flattering, it's fun, talking with people, taking your time, and uh, selling, it's, it's fun, it's, it's adrenaline rush, it's like being on stage. Yeah, I've seen you in your element when you're live painting at Celebration, and it's definitely something to watch, man. You just... You get in the zone and you're just on fire for sure. On fire and people love it. You know, talking to the artist, actually seeing you work and having a conversation. Am I interrupted? Oh, not at all. And usually once you really get the piece moving and you have a ceiling, it's where you let a kid paint on your painting and freak everybody out. Oh, man. You know, people, are you really perfect stroke? You did perfect. And the parents are so, because they know they just messed up. Oh, let me just go ahead and get them. And after they go away, you just take some medium, wipe it right off. That's a great thing about oils, but it's the shock value. That's amazing. Yeah. And for any of our listeners out there, um, you know, Christian really hits the the circuit, at least, you know, the celebrations. And and for those of you local here in Atlanta, Dragon Con every year, uh, go up and talk to Christian, man. He's, uh, you know, he's become a good friend of both myself and Glenn and, and a good friend of the club, but Dude, you're definitely approachable when it's at conventions. You, you're just always down to have a good time and, and meet new people. And oh yeah, art, and, you know, usually Wars, you know, give hugs, arms around. But the last uh, Chicago, I actually became deathly ill at that one. I mean, I, I had to leave the show early, and that was a long show. That was Thursday to Monday. And that's even longer than Dragon Con. And Dragon Con is a beast, you know, just going those four days, but you know, five days. 
So I was sick. So I remember getting there Saturday. I right, had to leave the show early, like an hour before, just going to get some food, going to the hotel room, eating and going straight to bed, waking up cold, you know, with the cold sweats that night and pushing through. And even Sunday, I did the exact same thing. Like, and usually when I'm at the show, I'm usually going to the restroom every hour to wash my hands, my face, to get all the crud dirt off of you. And now, like, with all this coronavirus going on, you know, like taking pictures now, you know, usually I put the arm around, you know, no, nope, no, nope, you know, safe distance, you know, not shaking hands anymore. And, I mean, I'm probably even going to have a big old bottle of hand sanitizer all the time around me. And, you know, till everything gets back to normal, but even... They call it the crud. Uh, and that was the first time I ever got deathly ill. And, you know, I said it would be my luck set up a beautiful booth. And I was actually doubling the size of my booth this year and going with a 10 by 20, really spreading the yard out, you know, have a great setup, an area where to paint. I said it would be my luck driving across country to a show and they're testing temperature check. And i you know, would be my luck. I have a fever. That's the sort of a reason why I wanted them to go ahead and cancel the show because you don't want as many people that I was seeing, you know, starting to cancel, trying to sell their tickets. You don't want to go to a show, and that one is such a big show with half the attendance. If you're going to put on all that stuff and like for people like us traveling cross country, like it's got to be a full experience, right? You don't want to be reserved. It needs to be exactly a, a no holds bar, you know, fun weekend, you know, and, and not right. Have, it it would have just been real tough. So it was a smart play that they, it, that it's they a smart did. play. And I really think DragonCon is going to take that step as well. Well, well let, let's switch tracks here and get back yep, into yep. some fun stuff, right? You let's know, we're dealing with, <laughs> with that stuff day in, day out. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Glenn, you know, Glenn, as you said, you're a massive fan of Christian's work, you know, as we all are. Um, I think you had a couple questions maybe you wanted to to ask. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm curious. Have you ever had a chance to meet George? I have. Uh, what, what was that like? It was real nice. Uh, you know, didn't shake his hand, just met him quick, briefly. And, you know, it was that that's it. You know, it was quick and brief. Was it was it at um like Skywalker Ranch or Skywalker something? Ranch? Yes. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. What, what, Mecca, right? The dream for most of us. But uh, it was uh, it was nice. Oh, and uh, you know, it, it's uh, like you were talking about celebration, and I just missed it. Like everybody's freaking out. George walked the floor, didn't get a photo op, and it's one of those legends. Why didn't I do? You know, nope, nope. Just one of those things. Yeah, I when last uh, I was at Celebration Orlando in seventeen, and uh, you know you're walking the floor, and all of a sudden you see a rush of people in a main stage, and I went, oh, okay, oh. something's going to happen. So you walk over there, and there's George Lucas oh. and Harrison Ford, and it was just like, exactly. holy crap, you know. I mean, and it, I was right by that stage as well, and I said, how how did I miss that? I mean, just. Because it was such a big shock. Everybody wasn't expecting him to be at that one. And I guess, didn't they do that concert too, George, John Williams? 
Yeah, they did that in the uh, the fortieth panel. And that, gotcha. yeah, I was kicking myself because they were showing it in the in the room, and you see John Williams just pop out of nowhere, and it was it, it was another oh shit moment. Yeah. There's John Williams directing, and you know they did the whole you know a 15 minute concert. Yeah, to, to be in that panel would have been amazing. Yeah, that's one of those ones people slept overnight, right? Yeah, um, which they kind of kind of switched that. Any well, you know, ta- talking about amazing uh, convention stories, Christian, was you got anything? You know life on the road, wild stories, fun stories of, of hanging out at celebrations or really any convention as a, as an artist. Doing Dragacon, going to Dragacon. And even when I was a licensed Star Wars artist, I didn't do Dragacon. You know, I went there. I said, yeah, I wasn't really into the cons until they invited me to paint live at Comic-Con in San Diego. Going out there the first time, I think maybe 2010, nine something like that i I think it was 2009 and the sheer size of it i mean i was just i had to go back to my hotel room three times i was sort of like hyperventilating this can't be this big and then just having that adrenaline rush of i was at the acne archives booth painting live painting this is a neat sound when you hear like a commotion, like a train and all this. And I'm painting and you're running on adrenaline. You have a a big, massive crowd around you, people. As I was painting and I hear this commotion and I'm not turning around. Um, I think I'm painting the uh, Sand Trooper at that time. One of the Acne Archives people said, hey, Chris, turn around. And I turn around and it was uh, uh, William Shatner. Self-expression doesn't seem to be one of your problems. And I looked at a Danny Crane, and he just nodded at me. And so all that commotion with all his bodyguards and all the people rumbling, you know, hearing it. And the next time I was at Comic-Con, uh, and those are the times, I'm, you know, when I'm out there painting for acne, I could paint like for eight hours. I mean, I didn't want to stop painting. You know, putting on a show, signing, you know, prints, and just having fun and people seeing how quick the painting was coming alive. And the next time I heard the same commotion and it was Robert Downey Jr. walking and he was in the Tony Stark, you know, having that walk with the glasses, the sideburn. Truth is, I am Iron Man. Oh man. It was really neat. And I said, boy, if I sneezed, he would have probably, he was a tiny little man. Not saying I'm a big, massive man, but I could have believed, you know, William Shatner. <laughs> uh, maybe William was closer to me, but I just saw, like, Tony. But he, he just had that strut, you know, that look, the glasses, all the bodyguards, and you just hear that train. And at that time, I was taking my break, so I knew it was coming. So a funny story. I just, So talking about getting into it, so I started doing Dragon Con, and, like, usually – when acne would take me, you know, bring me out to paint live, do signing. Usually there we're like doing a rooftop Lucasfilm party where I met Stan Lee. He's right there. And uh, like it's Brian Rude, Jerry, all of us, you know, in this group, you know, just a gorgeous setting, put on by Lucasfilm. And, you know, just you have 
actors and all this walking by you. So uh, I said, oh, I need to get into this. So started doing Dragon Con. So not really doing any of the cons and, you know, just staying away from them, thinking all cons were like Dragon Con. A big old party goes on all night. And uh, yeah, for those of our listeners that aren't from Atlanta or haven't ever been to Dragon Con, Dragon Con is a 24-7 convention. There is panels all day, dealer rooms, things of that nature, and then concerts start about 8 o'clock at night. Those oh, yeah. go till about 2 a.m. Then the DJs and raves start about 2 a.m. and go till about 7 a.m. There's a break from 7 to 8 a.m. and then panels start back up at 8 so it's literally 24 hours of programming. And not only is there just one concert or DJ, every main hotel, there's three to four concerts at any given time from 8 o'clock to 7 o'clock in the morning. It's just bananas. I got a bad feeling about this. So crazy. So my first celebration that I was showing and part of the art show, and they would they have this party, I guess the 501st party, it was... Eugene Strider, hip hop trooper, and I hanging out. And, you know, we're having cocktails, having some drink. And then we asked someone, hey, where's the after party? After party? There's no after party. You better go back to Atlanta and go to Dragon Con. <laughs> so that was a big awakening. And I said, oh, I thought all cons were like Dragon Con. So, but it's nice. I mean, Speaking of the after party, I think, uh, and Strider, I think he tried that last year in Chicago, throwing uh, the hotel bar DJ party out of nowhere at like midnight one night. I think that one went pretty well in Chicago. I remember him at that one in the hotel was locking him down, saying no, no. And he had a good little crowd, but I think he had did really well in Chicago. They were more easier on him with the hotel they want everything to be shut down but i guess how much money was coming to chicago i mean i love dragon con because they uh i'm vip they uh, give me my booth but usually at the shows since i'm pulling a trailer i usually park five miles away from the show and take an Uber in, and like when sometimes I'm done with the show, I'm done. Dragon Con is a different story, but like celebration, I want to be on point. Yeah, one night I might go out, you know, really hoop it up with everybody. There's a lot of times I like to have a good steak dinner, hang out, see the people I want to see, do the dinner, and uh, be away from the hoopla. Yeah, I hear you, man. Yeah, yeah, celebration of Dragon Con, completely different beast there for sure. Well, well, guys, Christian, I, um, I think I, maybe I, we, we, we'll wrap it up here. Glenn, did you have anything else? You I, I, I just I got to bring this up and I'm going to shoot myself or, you know, be aggravated. Yep, yep. The, the last shot of Clone Wars with the helmet and Ahsoka in the reflection. Are you going to paint that? Because that was my first thought was that somebody stole that idea from Christian. Uh, Filoni, it's funny. Uh, I remember meeting him at star wars weekend he came up to talk to brian root and brian root and i were side by side uh painting at this table and doing signings and i didn't and keep in mind coming i was a fine artist i was a star wars fan but not knowing everything and uh meeting him and i said brian what's so big about him 
uh, Filoni. I said, all right, great. You know, and then he filled me in. I said, oh, and I didn't really put it together. And then seeing his drawing of the reflection, you know, because he posted first on Instagram a drawing of one of the clone helmets with Soka in it. You know, A, it's flattering because, I mean, having, you know, and even though you see it in the movies now, like uh, when Force Awakens, uh, BB-8 comes and you see the X-Wing blow up and you see the reflection in his lens. You know, just having that little, I'm not saying, you know, but, you know, that reflection thing going. And when I saw that, it moved me. And I wasn't a big Clone or Rebels fan, or not a fan. I just never really watched them. And sure enough, I, they said, here, this is a point where you watch it. And I watched all four episodes. And I came up with some great ideas. And yes, I have flirted with that version of doing that piece, uh, tw- you know, turning it a little bit more, but having the snow, having the helmet, I mean, having Soka looking at all the helmets, uh, having uh, Jesse's helmet reflecting Soka. I mean, there's so many I could do from the Clone Wars. I've taken, you know, the shots and then got my reference points and how would I do the paintings and start even just like, Captain Rex, just knowing those helmets and what reflections, you know, with all the clones painting uh, their helmets uh, with her uh, markings, the orange markings, which I thought was really cool. Boy, I was blown away. And But right now, I'm so stocked up on Star Wars art. Usually, like, if the two pieces, if I did get accepted – then you would try to see if the other piece would get, you know, accepted to the art show. And since I submitted two, see if the other one would get published through Acme. Or if they both fell, then see that they would get published. So I'm sitting on a body of work. I dabble from the commercial fine art, uh, commercial art with Lucasfilm to the fine art commission stuff. And I've been, you know, real fortunate with all this stuff going on, just selling I'm uh, taking in a lot of commissions right now. And uh, I have my references and, you know, later down the road, I said, even though it's a different look of mine, but those would be some great celebration pieces. You know, that's where celebration, you could throw that, you know, this is slightly different, you know, animation, but still throw a little realism in it. And it would be a great celebration piece. Well, Clone Wars and Ahsoka, couldn't be hotter right now, Chris. Hotter. If you ever go You're down exactly that route, right. I know there's a lot of listeners and, and Georgia club members that would would be standing in line to get something from that. You know, it's uh, down the road, but, you know, with all this going on, they're slowing the process of uh, publishing pieces, uh, getting them out there. Because, I mean, in, since November, they've already brought five pieces out of mine for the first seven years that I was with Acme. I think they only brought out 13 pieces, 12 or 13 pieces. So So, you're really ramping it up. I guess let's go, let's go ahead and talk about that Christian. If people are looking to, to pick up one of your pieces, what's the, what's the best way for them to go about that? The best way, uh, go to acmearchives.com and they have from the paper to the roll canvases to the stretch canvases. And, uh, that's the best way. 
uh, to purchase my art. Okay. Well, I'm All sure right. some of our some of our listeners will take advantage of that. Glenn, uh, that was a fantastic question, by the way. I'm glad you piped up with that. That that one definitely needed to be asked. Um, it was unmistakable on that episode of Clone Wars. It looked just like a Christian canvas for sure. When it <laughs> so, so Chris, I just really want to say thank you for taking the time with us, man. Um, I'm hoping once all this stuff is over, we can finally uh, get together, hang out, maybe have a cocktail one night. It's been a while since I've gotten to hang out with you. I know, so. I know. Looking forward to it. Um, well, again, th- thanks for taking the time and joining okay. us here on Smuggler's Galaxy. On behalf of myself and, and Glenn Williams and John, who couldn't be with us today, uh, we really appreciate it. Hey guys, just a quick note, talking to Christian after the show, he wanted us to uh, let you guys know that Lucasfilm will be doing an online art show here in the next month or so to help all the artists that aren't able to make it out to Celebration because of it being canceled due to the coronavirus. So just kind of keep your eyes on, uh, out looking for that and uh, help support these great artists. Again, you can find Christian's work at Christian Wagner Artist on Facebook, and you can look him up on the Acme Archives page. And like Justin said, I'm a big supporter of Christian's art. Uh, I do have it pretty much all over my house, and I just want to thank him again for coming on the show with us. Everybody, y'all have a great day. May the Force be with you.